Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth. Today's episode is by far the episode that I have been the most excited for. We are having my college director, Nate, on. He is the absolute best. If you guys aren't aware, I attend Zoe Leadership College. So it is a college that is fully accredited from Southeastern University. It's just an extension site campus. So I just attend Zoe Leadership College. Nate is one of the best, if not the best leaders that I know. He leads with compassion. He's someone I really, really look up to and just respect so much. His leadership has made such a huge impact on my life, and him and his wife have made the biggest impact on our community at Zoe as a whole. It is an absolute honor to have him on this episode. Guys, you really should be taking notes. He really lives what he preaches. I promise you will get something out of this. So we're just going to be talking a lot about leadership. Such an honor to have him on this episode. I can't even express that to you. But I hope you guys enjoy and let's get started. Okay, guys. So today I'm here with my director, Pastor stop. Nate. No, stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, my director, yes. Nate, from Zoe Leadership College. Very quickly, a little background on Zoe Leadership College. I have to give this in every vlog. I hate that my school is so confusing. <laughs> it's so horrible. Um, so Zoe Leadership College is accredited through Southeastern University. So it is a fully accredited college, but we go to school through Zoe Church, which is in Los Angeles at the, normally at the Elroy Theaters. Come check it out, check out the Instagram, you'll have more info there. But Nate is my director. Nate is the best person that I know, one stop. of my favorite people in the world. He goes, stop, and then he's like, can you actually say that in Spanish too? But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today's episode is gonna be on leadership. I thought that would be fitting to have my you know, leadership college director great, on. Great, great. This is the episode, actually, fun fact that I'm most excited for. Really? Yeah, I just didn't, I wasn't gonna ask you right now because it's been hectic, but then I was like, wait. No your, pressure. Your schedule's very, yeah, no pressure at all. Yeah. His schedule this week has been very free. He, he's at the office from 6 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. He's just oh, really man. devoted to the house, yes, you know? Yes, I'm hardworking. Work ethic. <laughs> very used to work ethic. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to start off with Hot Seat. Are you familiar with Hot Seat? I am familiar with Hot Perfect. Seat. Perfect. For yeah. those of you who aren't, it's basically just like a fancy way of asking someone a few questions about themselves. You just put someone on the Hot Seat and then you ask questions. Normally, if you're in a group, you just set a timer for, ten, or for three minutes. It's very fun. Okay. First question, what is the most embarrassing song on your playlist? Most embarrassing song on my playlist. Okay, um, at this very moment, we'll say the most embarrassing song on my playlist. My wife and my son, they're on vacation oh, right now. No. They're away, they're with family for a little bit. It's been about two weeks. <laughs> He's going crazy. And my wife put on our Spotify, we share a Spotify playlist yeah. and there's a potty training song <laughs> on the playlist and <laughs> I haven't taken it off. 
Like it comes, I don't skip it. I just listen to it a little bit because I miss my son, okay? I'm like, I'm such a cheesy dad that, you know, I haven't seen my son in a while. I'm just going to listen in the car with my windows down to the potty training song. A little bit of context. River is a toddler, just so everyone knows. River is 18 years old. Yeah, we're still trying to potty train him. Uh, It's been hard, yeah. Yeah, I knew that was going to be a good answer. Okay, last movie to make you cry. Oh, man. Fun fact, I cry during every movie. Um, last movie to make me cry. Oh, I don't know. That's so hard. Um, I'm trying to think of the last movie I saw. I, I haven't seen movies in a while. I saw Jurassic Park. Did you cry? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Um, oh, shoot. Um, Just give it a movie that you've cried in. Any movie I've cried yeah. in. Um, I've cried in I cried in Remember the Titans I cried in uh, uh, Passion of the Christ I, I knew that was in... coming I literally knew that that one was coming you know, okay here's a funny story for you uh, I took I, I had no idea what the Passion of the Christ was about I had no idea about <laughs> Jesus anything like that and I took a girl on a date to the movies <laughs> and like everyone was saying this movie was awesome it was great so powerful and so we go see Passion of the Christ on our first date. That's a really intense movie And to I see. cried through like the whole thing. Like, what is this? And it was so embarrassing. Didn't How have a second date. How old were you? Date. I was in eighth grade. Didn't get a second date. Yeah, you did get a second date. You know. That's fine. That's okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. What is the worst job you've ever had? Uh, the worst job I've ever had, I was a... Um, I wanted to start like a landscape business when I was in college just so I could have flexible hours. And that was by far the worst job I've ever had. Landscaping, AKA weeding people's lawns, mowing lawns, spreading fertilizer, which is horrible. You know, it was by far the worst. Yeah, worst job. Uh, We can go into that, but that's okay. Back when I was dating a pastor's son, when I was, you know, really good when I was younger. <laughs> not is, good anymore. Th- yeah, not good anymore. Yeah. This is this is before my my uh, time away. No, they had a. That's what they all did. It was called. They grew up on Brook Lane. Still yep. really good friends with them. That's why I get talking about this. <laughs> they grew up on Brook Lane and they had a landscaping business and it was called Brook Lane Brothers. Wow. Big thing. That's all that they did. So yeah. That's big great. Thing. Hey, big money. Big money. I know. Okay. So, like I said, Nate is one of. Pro- I don't even. I would say one of the best leaders that I know, but like I really can't think of someone that would top Nate. So I'm just gonna name wow. him best leader that I know. Jeez. Um, anything that I've learned, I feel like also, especially any knowledge I think I've ever given in a video in the past year has come from Nate. It's stolen. I don't know it. It wasn't from me. I mean, oh I know God. it. I didn't. I didn't create it. I didn't come up with it. So um, if you guys are like a diehard um, viewer and you guys have like listened to things, basically anything that you think you've learned from me, you've actually learned from Nate. So we're having. Nate on today um we have just like I kind of put down a few points tried to do um like five things that I've learned from you and that we can just talk about sure but there was a lot more than five so (laughs) I I just made a few points um the first thing that I wanted to talk about um it's just the point of like in leadership you must first be led in order to lead so yesterday um we were actually given a teaching and uh it was Kelly, and she was talking about submission. She's like, everyone's least favorite topic. And I'm like, that's actually, like, my favorite topic, which is not that's anyone's. Weird. It's so yeah. weird. It's not no one likes it. But I moved out to L.A. when I was 17. Like, I was already 
supporting myself. I was already, everything was, it was a lot of pressure, but I was also so naive at the time. So I was like, oh, I can do this. Like, thank God I moved out when I did because I would have never done it. And I was like, oh, I can do it. I've always like, my dad is a really big leader. My dad is really into like leadership talks. I've been raised as like, this is what you do. So whenever I kind of got to LA and I was, I was working from home and I was doing school from home. I was like, there is no one around me that I'm like learning from. Mm. Like I'm learning from my friends, but there's only so much you can learn from your friends who also aren't necessarily being led. And so it was kind of, obviously it was like a long journey. I was so, it was definitely like a pride thing, but it was also very, I was very stubborn. I was like, you know, I came out here to do this. I've always said I was going to do online college. I've always said that that's how I was going to graduate because career wise, it does make sense. Um, and, like, yeah, from, like, a worldly career sense, it does, it is better for me to do that. But for, like, my soul and also even, like, a worldly, like worldly career sense because of what, where I believe that I, like, get things from or whatever, I needed to be under leadership and I felt, like, very called to Zoe Leadership College. I went to ZLC because I wanted leaders. Like, it, I want my college degree, but I was going to get that anyways. So, anyways... It was, like, a long journey of finally I was, like, you know, I don't have to always want what I've always wanted. Like, I still want the career aspect of this, but I was, like, I also, I want, like, a very strong foundation because the last thing that I want is to get a lot, like, further than where I am and crash and burn out. Like, how many people do you see that happen to? Also, I was, like, I just, like, I don't want to, (laughs) like, hear the word steward. Like, I don't want to steward things (laughs) wrong. I, I, yeah, church word, guys. Um, (laughs) But... Anyways, it's just I didn't want to uh, I just wanted to have like a stronger foundation. I know that I needed leaders in order to do that. If you guys don't know what submission means, submission, <laughs> another church word. I'm sorry, it's really not gonna be super churchy. I promise you this is really leadership. Anyways. Oh my gosh, um, Christianese with Yeah, Here I'm go. so sorry everyone. Um but submission is to submit to the authority of someone else. You submit to like a lot of people in your life, but ultimately like when you submit to your leaders, you you put yourself in a place where like you're able to like learn in molds and I'm you know I'm I'm wrong about 99% of things in my life I would say like I, that's just a solid like a solid way Same. to think honestly <laughs> like just keeping like your pride really low like I'm just always wrong I just go at it with that approach I'm kidding kind of okay when I talk about like submission too it's different because with also with Nate I think that I know that Nate is someone that I respect so much that I also want to if there's, like, random, I mean, like, I hate the word, like, rules, but just random rules that you have to follow, I don't know how to describe it. It's, like, you want, when you have a good leader, especially, like, you want to follow that, not only because it's probably what's best for you because they're telling you that, but because you want to honor that leader. Like, I don't want to go and, like, do something or say something or whatever that, like, I wouldn't say to Nate or in front of Nate. Anyways, I just think that's a good sign of a leader. So, in leadership, you must first be led in order to lead. That was a very long spiel. Um, what do you What do you have to say about this, Nate? Yeah, I think, <laughs> you know, I thought you did such a good job describing that. But, you know, I think leadership starts with the idea that you're not the best one in the room. Yeah. Or the idea that you're not, you haven't achieved a place where you've made it. You have all the answers. You have all the knowledge. And when you do get to that place, that's a scary place to be. That means there's nowhere else for you to go except for down. Yeah. And so I think the start of leadership is knowing I need to be led first, right? First off, I need to make sure my life is being led well before I can lead anyone else. And so you should be around people that are already at the places you want to be, that have already done the things that you want to do, that have already made the mistakes that you don't have to make because they made them, 
right? I think experience is the most expensive way to learn something. You might as well learn from someone who already made the mistakes, who yeah. already messed up, that you don't have to mess up doing those things because you have people leading you. They can guide you around obstacles or situations or shortfalls or the, essentially the things that they did that they've, you know, already messed up at they can lead you past those things and i think also a big part of it is um you never want to be a big fish in a small pond yeah and if you don't have people leading you people above you people that you can look at and say wow i'm inspired by those people you're going to end up being a really big fish in a really small pond i'd rather be a small fish in a big pond doing big things than have you know be the king of a little sandcastle or you know I'd, I'd rather be around people that inspire me. And, and I'll just say this, they don't have to be people that are sitting across the table from you. You yeah. can learn those things from a book or a podcast or uh, uh, from YouTube or, you YouTube, know. YouTube, great place. Plug. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, you can learn those things and you can have leaders that you don't have to have coffee with, but they can still lead you from a remote place. But yeah, I think all of us, in order for us to be real leaders, and, and I'll just say this too, you don't have to have huge aspirations in order to be a leader. Yeah. You know, I think all of us, sh we should have the idea that we're going to lead our homes well. You know, I'm going to uh, lead my family. I'm going to lead my friends. It's That's my responsibility, I think, all of us. And hopefully the people we're around, they share that same responsibility and they lead me to a good place as, as I lead them as well. Mm -hmm. I think that was really good. Um, I think, too, what you said about, you know, why make the mistake if you can just learn from someone who's already made the mistake um that's something i feel like when i talk to erica i just which is another leader um that we have <laughs> when i talk to erica she's like another leader in my life there's so many things okay i didn't grow up in a church background necessarily in the same way that most people not most people but some people that i'm around did and neither did Erica. Like, I really connect on so many things. So there's so many things that she'll tell me. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I yes, I'm going to listen right. to that. So it's just people who know better than you also just listening to that. I think back to, to when I first moved to L.A. I'm extremely close to my dad. Like, my dad and I are, like, best friends. When I first moved here, he had a really hard time with it because I was his firstborn. I like to think that I'm his favorite, <laughs> you know. Right, right, <laughs> Details, right. whatever. So he would, like, call me all the time, and then he would also, you know, like, tell me what to do, which I was I was 17, mind right, you. Right, right. Like, I don't... You ha you already know what to do. Clearly, I knew yeah. everything you don't need what to help. do. I didn't need that. Yeah, you're yeah. 17. Yeah, I was 17. I knew everything. Right. <laughs> so we look back at that time, and I'm like, oh... A white like he would call me all the time he would and now it's it's flipped because now he would just tell me what to do he doesn't necessarily just come out right and say it I have to like really ask him and get his advice wow. and I call I call my dad all the time he doesn't like it's him he doesn't ignore me but it's definitely the the situation the positions have like flipped for sure <laughs> but it's also now like whatever my dad says I like I value his opinion so high like I always say like I even before all of like all of this like I could never I could never date someone that my dad didn't like because I value his opinion so much and also I mean for like a billion other reasons that's just kind of a good standard <laughs> if you have like a good father figure but yeah I don't know it's just it's like the switch from 
being very, you know, stubborn and prideful to being like, I have no idea what I'm doing, especially, it really doesn't even matter what position you're in, like, just listening to people. Right. It's good advice, guys. I, I think it's, it. it's so ironic. You know, so much of leadership is having the humility to mm-hmm. understand that I still need to learn. Yeah. And I need, you know, if you want to be a small leader or if you want to be a poor leader, just don't consider yourself teachable anymore. Yeah. You know, but if you really want to grow quickly and you want to have real influence, because that's what leadership is. If you boil it down, it's influence. And if you really want influence, you got to stay teachable, stay humble, learn from everyone around you. And then you'll start learning from people that, you know, maybe positionally, of course, we're going to learn from people who are already doing the things that we want Mm -hmm. to do. But if you stay teachable, then you start to learn from you know, people that you would never think you're going to learn from the way the barista takes your order and in their customer service and their hospitality or, you know, you're, I learned from my son river, who's just a wild animal, you know, (laughs) because I'm just teaching, I'm looking for ways to learn, looking for people to, to teach me. So I think also something that I really respect about you, I was thinking about this in our last meeting is again, like humility is so huge in every aspect of your life but especially in leadership but if you know a problem or something is brought up so often people will get defensive or they'll be like oh well what did you do or right. like you know they immediately kind of fight back but you don't do that you're always it's always like oh let me think about it like how can I what can I do that to make this better how can I control the situation mm. what did I contribute even if it like normally just isn't your fault you know just taking the hit. Taking the as hit. Pastor Chad would say. say yeah, taking the hit. That's it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Another thing too. This is um, huge. Just with the culture of Zoe as a whole um, above ZLC, but um, just the idea that words shape things. I remember at conference, a friend of mine. It was Ian, actually. <laughs> he was just leaving the like the first night because we were all serving so we were there for like a few extra days I think but it was the first night and it was just everyone who was um helping out with conference and he was like it's crazy like you just it's so he was talking about you specifically but it was like he's like the atmosphere is like so electrifying like so exciting like you can't help but just be excited Mm. because everyone around you is so exciting and it's just the way that you like talk up things and it's always it's not even just, I mean, like, I don't, like, the word, like, positive, whatever. It's not even just, like, a energy, whatever. But, like, it's not, like, sure. a positive thing. Um, it's so much more than that because your words really do have so much power. Yeah. Well, I 100%. Your words have more power than you could ever imagine, right? The way that you talk about yourself, the way that you talk about others, it really shapes and forms things. You know, as you speak, I don't know if it necessarily will change physically what's around you, but it'll change the way you perceive what's around you and your perceptions, your reality. And yeah. so, you know, uh, I was listening to a another podcast, Short Story Long, um, which is such an incredible, it's a great podcast as well. And great they're talking name. about, yeah, Short Story Long, right? It's a great name. <laughs> and they're talking about the power of your words and about um, positive affirmations. And every morning, you know, waking up and saying, hey, I'm going to say these five things over my life. I'm going to say these five things over myself. And really what it is, it's just reminding reminding yourself, this is who I am or, or these are the things I'm going for. And it, I think your word shaping things, it's changing your language from one day I'm going to have this to this house is mine. 
I'm, you know, I, I am already at this thing. I'm already at this status. I'm already at this position. Just speaking that. And then what, what happens? Your actions follow your words, right? And so then you start living as if you're already doing those things and you already have those things. And I just think you got to talk the talk in order to walk the walk. Your words, they really shape things in in such a powerful way. You know, if we can figure out a way to speak positively about the people around us, it'll begin to shift the way that we interact with people. I, I think like we're, we're in a culture, we're in a society where people are looking for ways to tear people down. What if we just shifted that and we did the exact opposite? We just looked for ways to build people up, mm-hmm. you know? gossip is it's wild to me how much gossip is um it's an entire industry tabloids and websites and blogs and you know everyone's looking for the hot take the thing to talk about someone to tear them down to get the headline but what if instead of like us gossiping bad things about people like we just talked behind people's backs like the best compliments in the entire world mm-hmm. like we just gossip compliments to people it would literally change the way our words would change the way that people view view each other talk about each other i just think the world would be a better place if all of a sudden you heard someone was talking about be, talking about you behind your back and then when you went to confront them you're like <laughs> wait you were complimenting me behind my back that's crazy you know yes. So I think your words, they can change your reality and they can change the reality of the people around you. And you'll be shocked at, you know, you just speak something, you know, my, myself, um, my wife and I were just speaking two things, a car and a house. We live in Los Angeles. We've owned uh, houses in the past and, you know, we have great vehicles now, but I'm, I'm believing for an even greater vehicle. And I'm just, we're just speaking it. There's a house here in LA that's already here and we can't wait if until we walk through those front doors you know we're just talking about it like it's already ours and i can't wait for the day where all of a sudden our words become a reality because yeah. we're just speaking those things yes it's also it's the difference between saying i have to versus i get to yes that's a huge thing that Nate and leadership that's huge yes. yes there's so many things even i'll like catch myself saying i have to and it's something that i actually want to do but I'm like, we'll be like, oh, sorry, I can't go to brunch. I have to do this. But I don't even mean I have to. I mean, I get to. Right. But it's even when I say that, I'm like, wait, because then it even like just with already being excited about something, just the saying I have to makes you less excited for. Yes. It. It's so weird. So when you're like, I get to do this, I'm so honored to be able to be like a small part of a bigger thing, just with whatever it is, just being very intentional with um, just kind of like just your wording with things. Also, I know a lot of people will do, like, instead of, like, writing a to-do list, they'll be, like, things I get to do today or things I get to I have love done that. today I've never heard that before. I love that. Yeah, so people will just do small things like that. And, the like, words really do shape things. Words completely change an atmosphere. If people did not have the attitudes because of the words that are spoken at Zoe, I don't think it would be the same place, you know? It would be a completely different place. That's what, like, Zoe is so, I mean, so many things, but that is, like, something that is kind of the foundation of it being so exciting all the time. Like, it's a very different environment as opposed to, like, even just, like, other churches. It's, like, a very exciting environment. I I think, to kind of go off that real quick, um, you know, it's not just the words you say, it's how you say those words, Yes, you know? And it's, like, you can say the exact same thing as someone else and it can mean something completely different just from your tone and um so you know everything about you says everything about you and so 
the you know we got to be careful not to just say the right things but really the attitude the tone the mm-hmm. sarcasm whatever it is it's really saying something completely different and so i think you're right your word shape things how you say those words really matters too yes i remember just other leaders i, I just had a little flashback <laughs> i keep coughing i think i'm sick again okay anyways um i remember other leaders that i was under when i was younger when I was starting my YouTube channel, or I had my YouTube channel, um, I started, like, my freshman year of high school. Well, yeah, my freshman year of high school. Um, and I remember just kind of the, like, maybe the attitudes that people had about it towards me that were supposed to be leaders in my life. And, um, they're all, like, great people. YouTube, one, is such a weird thing. Like, it's such a weird job. People don't know. They don't understand it. They definitely did not understand my heart behind it. They don't understand, like, the intent um also just in general they just don't understand it as a whole anyways but it was so different coming to uh, LA and I was with Pastor Chad and he was talking about um well he was just asking about a bunch of things with YouTube or whatever and he like immediately got it and he already he knew before I even explained it not even just like what obviously what YouTube is but like why I was doing it and like same like with all of you guys it's been very like supportive and very um I don't know it's just like the it's just the way that people spoke about it because you guys may say the same things we don't not that we like ever really talk about it like often but it's like you guys say the same things that like my old leaders have said but they didn't say it in the same way that you guys said it like they did not mean it and it was very like when I wasn't really under their like authority anymore it like literally they thought they would like talk about me like I was dead like wow. it was crazy they'd be like oh whatever happened to her like mm. just crazy just like other leadership in life and it just wasn't really like the healthiest another thing that pastor chad says is it's really hard to unlearn bad leadership right that's a big one that was like when i decided i was right. like okay i'm coming back when i decided um that i remember having a moment before i'd even heard him speak about that of like okay i have to completely relearn everything because even if When you are speaking to someone, like, you're speaking to their spirit, even if they don't understand it. So even though I didn't agree with the things that were being spoken to me or over me or whatever it was, like, that still was in me, even though I didn't agree with that. So having to unlearn that and go under, I mean, it's been perfect because I ended up here and now I have the best (laughs) leaders ever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's been great. But yeah, it was definitely like, that was a, that's a big thing, I think being really intentional and being careful about who you have leading you is huge because it is changes literally every single thing yeah yeah um i've gotten really into audible and like audiobooks <laughs> yes. lately um shameless plug and i'm no, I'm, I'm listening like, to a book I, I always tell people i read books but i don't read books really anymore <laughs> i listen to them uh, called the power of habit by charles duig and he talks about scientifically our brains never forget bad habits that's why like you can be healthy and you can live a healthy lifestyle but if you once upon a time were addicted to taco bell every time you drive by (laughs) you're gonna hear that bell ring and you're gonna want to go get a chalupa because you never forget a bad habit and it's crazy in leadership you know it's exactly what you're saying it's so hard to unlearn bad leadership habits and tendencies but that's the great thing about leadership and being led is that you can lead yourself out of those things. And like you said, 
even though you were in the midst of all that, you you're here now in Los Angeles and you're crushing life and you're doing amazing. And yeah. hopefully that gives people hope, you know, that might be listening to this and you're in a horrible situation or, or maybe just an unhealthy spot. That's fine. You can lead yourself out of that. And yeah. there's something great ahead of you. I remember the first time that, um, I had kind of like a realization that this is very different. I mean, I went into ZLC understanding that I was going to be very different, but, um, when the day that I started at Zoe actually was the day that we launched our YouTube channel. So I was doing a lot of just kind of like SEO and like background stuff for the channel. And I remember there was something, I don't even remember exactly what it was. I'm sure I like dropped the ball or something and it was with Aaron. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to like hate me and yell at me and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I get into the office the next day and like, he doesn't even say anything about it. He was like, no. And then later I was like, I'm so sorry, by the way. And he was like, oh, so good. Like, well, like we talked about it, but it was fine. And I was like, oh, like, I'm yeah. not going to be like fired. <laughs> like, right, right. Vanished. Like, this is crazy. Um, another thing that I think you're really good at, this is literally like my Nate, um, oh my, my Nate, like fan page reasoning, um, <laughs> leading with clarity. So can you, yeah. How do you, how do you lead with clarity? Yeah, I think I'll just first say clarity is so important in your life. Without clarity, you find yourself having dreams and then nine months later you have the same dream and you haven't done anything about it except for maybe tell people because you don't have clear steps or clear vision. So in leadership, clarity is so, so important. I think it comes down to, you know, the big word communication. And in order to have clarity, you've got to communicate nonstop all the time. You got to have meetings, you got to have conversations. Clarity is, is so big because without a clear vision, without a clear path, it's going to be almost impossible for you to accomplish the things that you want for your life or in your life or your team's life or your organization's life. You've got to have clarity. So I, I heard someone describe it like this. You should have a, you know, a big picture vision at the end of this thing. This is my big goal. You know, I want to have uh, a million subscribers to my podcast, which Kinsey, you're going to have two, two, two million. Yeah. In, <laughs> in my you. first year, you know, we're going to have a million plays on my podcast in my first year. Okay. That's great. That's awesome that you have that goal, but you have to have clarity on how you're going to achieve it. And so have the goal. And then I've, I've heard people say you should write a step-by-step -step, work from the top all the way down to where you are right now and have a clear line. So you can take step after step. I think a big part of clarity is, um, for me at least, I like to write it down. You know, write down my goal. I love goal. writing down this stuff. Yes. It's my favorite thing to I do. I love it. You know, creating mind maps and to-do lists. And, or I get to-do lists. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but clarity, you know, I, I think on, on one level, there's that side of it where you're trying to accomplish something, maybe a project, a goal. I think the other side of it is relationally right? And leadership is so much about relationships. You know, I heard uh, Pastor Chatty said, I never want anyone to be confused on where they stand with me. Really, what's he saying? I want there to be really um, good clarity in my relationships. And so I think that comes down to in your leadership, so much of good communication is going to come down to you having hard conversations, yeah. right? Like we toss <laughs> this phrase around all the time. And you know, you got to have a conversation with someone. Maybe you have tension. Maybe there's offense or someone's bitter because, you know, they said they're going to do something and they didn't do something. Or maybe there's been gossip had and it's jeopardizing the relationship. And ultimately, it's jeopardizing 
the dream or the goal or the vision or the project that the organization is working on. You've got to have a clarity in your organization. This is where you stand with me and this is how I feel. Now let's really have a hard conversation and process what we're talking about. You know, I'll say this too. When we say hard conversation, I'm not actually referring to the conversation. 99% of the time, the conversations will go well if you have the, an attitude that says, hey, I want the best for you and I know you want the best for me. It's going to go well. The hard part is mustering up the courage to say, okay, I'm going to sit down with you and this might be awkward and uncomfortable, but because of clarity's sake, we have to have a conversation, mm-hmm. right? And it's the buildup. It's the buildup, yeah. right? You're talking yourself out of the conversation. Well, if they say this, then I'm going to come back and say that. Then they might say this. And then, well, I'm going to say that. I just find most of the time, nine out of 10 times, the conversation never goes how I think it's going to go. It ends up being better. And I thought they're upset with me or they're mad with me, just like you do with Aaron, only to realize, <laughs> wait, I've been building this up in my head. Yep. They're not even in the same place I am. And so you bring clarity. And with clarity, that means you can see what's in front of you and you can obtain what's in front of you. Perfect. Okay, we kind of talked about, I mean, offense. Like how, what do you think in leadership? Like how do you work past offense? Well, that's a hard one, right? Yes. And I don't think anyone's mastered this because offense is something that there's two people involved in, sometimes more, right? I heard someone say, Bitterness is the only poison. Um, Bitterness is something that you drink hoping someone else will die, only to realize that you took the poison, right? I totally butchered that. I paraphrase it, but that's okay. But I I think think bitterness, offense, is um, it's shocking what will happen if you allow an offense to build up in your heart, build up in your mind. You all of a sudden start looking for ways that people are going to wrong you mm-hmm. right it's like you know you see this on twitter all the time it's like it's horrible someone can post the most incredible thing in the world and yeah. someone's going to find a reason why that thing yeah. that amazing thing is wrong it's hate culture yeah it's twitter. hate culture it's the worst thing it's, ever. it's the I worst thing it. it's it's horrible but why because someone had an offense and they didn't process it yeah and so now they see the entire world through that lens they're trying to find ways that the government is against them, trying to find ways that their friends are against them, trying to find ways that their family hates them, you know? So offense, first of all, you gotta identify, you cannot be offended. Don't take offense. Like let that mm-hmm. thing, you know, uh, you gotta have tough skin. Yeah. When someone insults you, that's fine. They're probably going through something in their life, let it go off your shoulders. I remember my dad growing up, I, I came home from school one time, and I was saying, hey, these kids called me this, and these kids said that. And my dad said, well, is it true? I was like, no. He's like, so why are you upset? If it's true, then maybe you should be upset. You got something to improve on. Yeah. If it's not true, then it should hold no weight. you know. And at the same time, it's like, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will destroy me forever. Like really, <laughs> let's like let's let's call it what yeah, it is, right? Yeah. And so I think the biggest part is identifying, man, I am offended. And number two, right away, as soon as you're offended, have a conversation, yeah. that hard conversation with the person that offended you. Yeah. Not with, you know, the person who offended you, their friends or your friends or someone else. Go to that person and say, hey, I feel this way, and I know this probably wasn't intentional 
right? Like notice the words there. Like you should come to the conversation giving them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And if that is most of the time that's going to be the case, like, I'm so sorry. I didn't even mean to offend you. I didn't mean to say it like that. And then the off chance that they did say, hey, you know, I did mean that thing. Say, hey, how come you feel that way? How, how can I get better? And if you have that posture like we were talking about earlier, teachable, then 99% of the time, um, you know, offense will go away or offense will begin to um, not be able to hold power over you, if that makes sense. Yes. And being teachable in those moments, that's pretty much the only way to get through those conversations, like in a healthy way, because no one wants to talk to someone who is like, no, I was right. I'm always right. Just going into those conversations very like set on something because a lot of the time too people i don't think people's intentions are necessarily like to hurt you all the time i think that things right. are taken really out of context or you know they just didn't realize that that would be something bad so true. and then also on the topic of you know it, having a conversation means having a conversation with the person who offended you not the person who offended you's friend and you know whoever else is involved as a leader, especially when you start having those conversations and you start bringing in more people that are maybe like under your leadership, that's kind of just poisoning the whole group because right. they don't need to know certain things that no. happen. You know, like if it's between, let's say it's between like me and a, like another leader, like that should just be between us, and then we move on from there. Why that per that leader may be a huge like vital person that someone else needs in their life and they're kind of jaded by what you said and that affects what they can get out of it slash it's just unhealthy like it's just it's not good it's gossip obviously if you need advice like go to someone who leads you go to like a trusted person and get advice on it that's different but i think a lot of the time advice really does just turn into gossip really quick so you need to go to someone who isn't going to let it kind of steer that way so Another thing um, that Nate is also really good at is correcting in private. There are things that have happened in our program that I literally either, I definitely have no idea about, but also people will talk about things like six months later that they did or whatever and just be like, oh, this. And I'm like, I had no idea that that was going on. (laughs) I'm like, really? Like, unless that person who is being corrected tells you, like, you do not know what, like, you just, you really just do not know very very good at correcting in private please elaborate (laughs) yeah i just think you know i think in in, when it comes to leadership it's about relationships at the end of the day and you have to always understand that um when it comes to correction i will praise people in public all the time i'll find a reason to praise you you know i'll find a reason to compliment you in front of people i'll find a way to validate you but when it comes to correction I'm going to protect you and you might have made a mistake or you might have messed up and that's uh, something that I think that you can handle in in private. So I'll have a conversation, I'll pull someone aside and say, hey, here's just a a few things I've I've observed that maybe we can improve on. Here's an attitude issue. Hey, here's something I've heard just in passing. Is this true? Is this something that you're going through? And the whole idea of correction should never be to punish someone should never be to tear someone down. It should always be to comfort them, to build them up and empower them to make good decisions. And so um, I heard someone say, you know, discretion is always best. I want to be the last person to know what's going on. And hopefully you can be the type of leader who 
doesn't matter what's going on in private you're protecting someone you're having conversations you're walking through life with them journeying with them and watch this it'll build trust and when people feel protected and people feel like they can trust you they'll do anything for you you know in context please understand we don't protect people so that they'll do something for us we protect them because we care about them and so correcting in private it's a form of protection it's a form of um do you know how hard it is to recover in front of people it's so difficult but when you know that someone is covering you and protecting you and has your back then you can really allow the process to happen and something to begin to change so yeah i think it's so important in my personal life i don't know how many times i've got pulled aside or had conversations with uh the, the leaders in my life who've said nate you are an idiot i can't believe you've done these things but with that being said that's not who you are just because you made a mistake that doesn't make it your identity hey let's process this together let's grow in this together and because of that i am the man i am today because in in private someone corrected me you know outside of the spotlight someone pulled me aside and said hey let's really work through this together and put in the work and we'll do it together and that's changed my life I think another thing that I just thought about too, um, one of the first uh, teachings, I think maybe the first teaching I actually heard at ZLC, again, was from Erica, uh, but she was talking about how there's safety in the house and there's comfort in the house and how that's kind of how I feel to just be like a little bit more specific. Like that's kind of how I feel with my leaders. Like I don't Again, like what I was saying is it's different when you have a leader or you have someone in your life. What do you always say? It's leaders lead with compassion, managers, what, what is it? Um, oh, I got it. The difference between leaders and managers is that managers manage and leaders lead with compassion. Yes. Something along those yes. lines. Yeah. So when Erica's teaching was talking about how there's like safety in the house and there's comfort, there's a huge difference between someone who just kind of is like an authority position in your life and someone who actually leads you and that's how I feel like I obviously I don't I mean no one wants to mess up I especially don't want to mess up just because of the like respect that I have for the leaders and like the commitment that I've made but I think so often it's like there is there is safety in that when you have good leaders yeah you always want to be a part of an organization where it's okay to fail yeah. And what I mean by that is if you make a mistake, it's not going to destroy your credibility. It's not going to destroy your relationships. And in an environment where you have the freedom to do that, your mistakes might be bigger, but your successes are going to be wildly bigger, mm-hmm. wildly more impactful because you're not held back by the the fear of one mistake or one moment will shatter a relationship. When there's safety in the house, it's like, I'm comfortable stepping out in a big way because I know if I fall, there's going to be people there and it's not going to hurt a, it's not going to destroy a relationship. Yeah. It's also, I think about this all the time, but of all places that I could have ended up so crazy that were the church that I ended up in because of just what I want to do. Also, another thing that I probably should have said at the very beginning of this podcast is that uh, the school is not a, you don't like people think when you go to like a church college it's not just a ministry college i mean everything 
everything is ministry essentially but it's not a traditional ministry college like it's not like i'm not going to like be a, a pastor it's not just like, a straight seminary yeah, yeah exactly so it's different so it was also just kind of like the heart behind why I do what I do also has so much more to do with people and there's just there's a lot more I think you know intention and like depth to it but it's crazy because I'm in a place where like my pastors are cool like they wear cool clothes (laughs) they like have like just like all like they're just cool people and they're very like they don't fit a certain mold I guess I don't know what I'm trying to say this probably is not making great sense but it's just like people that you resonate with a little bit more so I understand I just I resonate more with the leaders that I'm under Pastor Chad and Julia are very cool and I want to be very cool so they dress you well you are very cool Kinsey. get out of here <laughs> so now I'm under them because only because they dress well yeah that's it that's the only reason yeah. <laughs> no but no, they incredible they yeah. have a big vision as to why they do what they do they reach people that a lot of people don't reach they um are in they're in industries that a lot of people leave untouched that are also industries that I also work in if that makes sense so being under them and also just kind of being in um just like overall the church and also the school that I'm in that's not traditional because I was never like traditional with any of this it's been really cool okay so who are some leaders who have made a difference in your life wow um this is a list that could go on. Go ahead. This for is the last question, so you know, Pastor Chad and Pastor Julia oh. have made such a profound impact on my life, on my family's life. Um, Pastor Chad married uh, Steph and I. He was the officiant in our wedding. Yeah. Um, you know, I can go on. And he doesn't on. even like going to weddings, so that's big. <laughs> it's big. Right? It's it's a big one. But, you know, so much more past that they've showed us how to um, lead well in a family. They've taught us how to handle relationships with care and compassion. You know, I think Chad and Pastor Chad and Pastor Julia are the definition of someone who walks the walk and talks the talk. Yeah. You know, you say it all the time. Oh, they're the same person on the stage or on the platform or on the pulpit as they are in person. That couldn't be more true. Yeah that can be said more clearly about anyone in the world than Pastor Chad and Pastor Julia. And the so, same smile on Instagram as it is in real life. <laughs> yep, that big, beaming, the, contagious the big smile. smile. <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's it. Yes. And I think, you know, more than just teaching me about church and about God, they've taught me how to be, you know, a husband or Chad, you know, Pastor Chad, a husband, a father, a friend, and he's done those things so well. He's been such an incredible friend and mentor in my life. Um, pastors Andrew Gard and Christina Gard early on when I was in Bible college they man they played such a huge impact in mine and Stephanie's life the way we thought the way we saw the world the way we interacted the way we held conversations uh, that was so massive in our life I mean I could just keep on going on I, I, I'll talk about some leaders that I looked uh, look up to from a distance um, people like Craig Rochelle Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. I'm a big podcaster. Like, if you go and yeah. look at my subscribes, I listen to a lot of podcasts. When you live in Los Angeles in traffic, you have the time. Yeah, you have the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, forty. It took me it took us forty minutes to go six miles uh, here today. Yeah. So I have a lot of time to listen to podcasts. Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. He comes out with a month, once a month podcast, and I'm just sitting down with a journal, like just taking yeah. this stuff in. Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast. 
uh, Malcolm Gladwell. He's um, he kind of looks at marketing and um, trends and information in such an incredible way. He's a beautiful storyteller. He has a podcast called Revisionist History, but he's written a series of books that have changed my life. Uh, David and Goliath, Blink, Tipping Point. Um, I mean, you should go read all of them. I'm telling you, Kinsey. Okay, it's an assignment. You have to go do it. Awesome. Uh, so weird. Love having my director on. Yes, yeah. <laughs> More um, homework. <laughs> Sam Harris has been awesome. Uh, T.D. Jakes, he's has some incredible leadership OG. stuff. Yeah, OG. You know, someone I really look up to in leadership is my father-in-law, and he's kind of like a hero in my life. The way he leads his life through uh, just who he is. Stephanie's mom, when she was when Steph was nine years old, her mom passed away. And to see and hear of my father-in-law during that time really leading his family, that's been the most inspirational thing in the world to me. And so he's a leader I look up to in such a profound way. My wife, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I, I have married the most incredible woman in the world. She's not the better half. You know, she's like the better three-fourths you know she's her leadership and the way she lives her life you know even from the moment I met her I adored her I was inspired to be like her and love people the way she does and that's so much of what leadership is is just loving people and then putting actions to that and so she has been such a um, you know we're going to be married in eight years on New Year's Eve which is going to be, I can't wait. I love New Year's Eve for that. But, you know, I feel like I'm still learning every day from her. Every Watching her as a mother and as a wife and as a leader in our church, I'm blown away. I'm like, man, I thought I knew what leadership was. And then it just takes on a different form. And so, yeah. um, you know, most of the leaders I look up to are the people that are just right around me. Um, you know, different entrepreneurs around me. Uh, some of my friends, my peers, I think are the greatest leaders in the world. Yeah. A lot of people on our staff, Kelly, Erica, Sarah, uh, I name all the girls first. And then uh, Aaron, no, maybe. Aaron. Um, <laughs> Josh, Josh Anderson uh, is another big influence oh, in my life. God. And uh, Peter DelVal. I love Peter. I He's think Peter guy. is my favorite person at Zoe. He reminds yes. me so much of my dad, but the greatest guy. Yes. Wow, I love him. Um you know, my mom was so concerned that I'd move to LA and not have any good guy friends or community. Yeah. And I never thought that some of my closest friends in the world would end up being men, you know, close to their forties. I'm calling you guys out, Josh and, <laughs> and Peter, you know, but older men who really yeah. taught me how to lead, you know, guys with five kids and four kids and showing me you can still live your dreams and be wildly successful in the in the greatest way and still be an incredible father an incredible friend yeah. and so you know is i have like all these leaders i look up to from my past and you know who have already done the things i've i've wanted to do and have dreams for you know podcasters authors pastors and then i just think my my friends are some of the greatest leaders in my life yeah mm -hmm. also another another note this is not another point but we talk about this a lot is just the idea of becoming familiar and once you become familiar there's so many horrible things that happen like it's just a very bad thing but it is crazy how we do have a past we, have, we do have pastors and pastor chat has flown out like across the world 
all the time because right. people want to hear from him and that's like our pastor that we are in like luckily honored to be like in around a lot you know so that's like just a really i don't know that's really cool there was another leader that I thought of besides you. I do have other leaders in my life besides <laughs> Nate, I will say. Not the only one. Okay. It's not just Nate, but Nate is definitely, definitely the best. Um, whenever you were talking about Steph at conference, also, everyone loves his wife. Like, everyone speaks of her this yes. way. Yes, um, It's not just him. It's everyone in the world. <laughs> um, but something that we were all talking about when we had our little, like, after conference, like, our little fan page in the group message about Nate we were all talking about it, and we we're like, "Why didn't we think that? Obviously, his wife's gonna be better." Like, it's true. We were like, "What? Why it's didn't true. we think about that?" Yes, <laughs> it's so true. No, I think going back to familiarity, if I can, just real fast. Yeah. Um, what's the old phrase? You get hurt by the people that are closest to you. Yeah. And I think because uh, people are so familiar, they feel like they can get away with saying things or doing things that you would never do to someone else. Very true. Uh, Andrew Gard and Christina Gard, you know, I mentioned them earlier. They they said in marriage, we did marriage counseling with them, and they said, you know, we when we start to argue or we start to get heated, we've made the the rule, the boundary in our marriage that in those moments we'll never say something to each other that we wouldn't say to a stranger. Oh, that's really good. Right? Like you're not gonna just walk up to a stranger and go for the jugular. Like you're not just <laughs> gonna go up and insult someone. So I said we we could be heated, we could be upset, and we just know. We're not going to say something out of familiarity that we that we're going to regret. You yeah. know, I think one of the ways to really fight for that and to stay honoring people, because, you know, you can have everything in the world. But if it becomes familiar to you, you might as well have nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. I think one of the greatest ways to to stay honoring, to stay, uh, you know, this attitude of like, oh, shucks, I get to do this is you have to find ways to be thankful for what you have and have the clarity to be able to confess that when you start to feel familiar. Yeah. And so I will never in my marriage consider my marriage something I'm just familiar with. I'm just married to the greatest woman in the world. No, yeah. every day I'm gonna wake up and say, I can't believe I get to wake up next to this woman who I have no place being next to. She's so far out of my league. Every day I get to wake up, and instead of pressing the snooze button, I get to wake up because I'm, I have air in my breath. When I, when I came up in uh, the elevator, your security guard said the greatest thing. I was like, hey, how's it going? He's awesome. He's like, you know, he's singing. You told me he sings. Yeah. He's singing. He's you the know? best. <laughs> and he's like, you know, well, I'm six feet above the ground and not six feet yeah. under the ground, so today's a great day. And I was like, that's the greatest attitude. You'll yeah. never have a bad day, and you'll never treat each other with familiarity if that's the attitude that you have. Yeah. That security guard, I have never seen him not with a smile on his face, and he sings yes. nonstop, and it's the best thing ever. He makes everyone's day and life around him just right. better. Like I look forward, like not even just coming into the office, I just look forward to like, I mean, I do look forward to coming to the office by the way, but I look <laughs> forward to just going and seeing the security guard. Like yeah. he's awesome. And that's leadership, right? Yeah. And we could take that and be like, hey, I wanna emulate that. Yeah. I wanna be, that is, Contagious. I love it. He's so contagious. Okay, this is actually the last question. Okay. Um, so for anyone who's listening who maybe hasn't, um, well, first off, I just want to say that everyone can be a leader. This isn't something that like you're born with. This isn't something that anyone's really even mastered. But um, how, when in your life do you think you made the decision to? Um, I don't, I don't want to say like made the decision, but when do you think? Yeah, I guess you like made the decision to kind of like step up and lead. 
Yeah. Um, to be honest, like I've always leaned towards leadership. Yeah. I was always like the loudest kid in class, you know, like, um, I remember <laughs> when in third grade I was taking karate classes and I would wear my, my karate outfit to school and I would teach karate classes uh, at recess and I have kids lined up doing karate lessons. <laughs> Part of it, maybe I'm Asian, and so it just played towards it. I don't know what it was, but I had, you know, a dozen kids teaching yeah. them how to do stuff. I had really no idea. And then it wasn't until um, really I was 16 years old and I started to realize, man, I think that there's a calling on my life and I think I can do something more with my life than just be successful, but I can really impact the world in a positive way that I made an intentional decision to lead my life in such a way that people could follow me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not special. I'm, I don't come from a special family. You know, uh, my dad has dementia and I basically was, you know, grew up in a single parent home. You know, we went bankrupt and I was 18 years old. Like I'm not, I, I shouldn't be a leader, but I think you said it best. Anyone can be a leader. All it takes is intentionality. And so it was when I was 16, where all of a sudden I was like, wow, you know, maybe I can live a life. And maybe if just one person, I can live a life, my life in such a way that one person can follow my example and they can be impacted in a special way, in a positive way, then it'll be worth it. And through that, I've just seen doors open and opportunities happen. And I've been able to come alongside and underneath some of the most incredible leaders in the world. And I feel like you know, it's a privilege to be able to do that. And so, yeah, I just think I would say to anyone out there who is maybe feels like, man, I want to do something more with my life. It's never too early. You're never too young to start and you're never, it's never too late to start. Um, I'll just make the decision right now. Hey, I'm going to start living my life that would lead by example. And hopefully you're leading people to something that's positive in uh, constructive and will cause people to grow. And I'll, I'll just say this too, for those of you who maybe you're in a leadership position, you know, maybe it's at your work or in your home or at your church, wherever it is, it's always too early to quit. That's good. You might feel like, man, I've been doing this and I can't see any results. Let me just tell you, it's always too early to quit. Just take that word and throw it in the trash. I'm never going to use the Q word ever again, right? I'm just, I'm not going to say it. I'm, I'm always going to strive and move forward and I'm going to make a way instead of leaving a place. Why don't you change that place from the inside and be a positive change and influence in that place and watch and see that things don't happen. And I just think leadership will promote you. It will raise you up. It'll give you opportunities that you haven't seen before. And so don't quit. And, uh, you should start today, uh, being a leader wherever you are. That was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having my me. My favorite guy. Such an honor. Thank you oh just my gosh. for everything. My favorite such, leader. Such a privilege. No, but thank you so much. This was, you killed it. This Stop. was awesome. No, oh this was gosh. great. Um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, do, I mean, do you, do you want them to follow your, do you? <laughs> it's just my name. Yeah, my socials are just my name. I'll have it on my um, Instagram story highlight. So if you guys want to check out Nate's Instagram, it'll be there. Also, if you guys want to check out a little bit more about Zoe Leadership College, if you're by chance interested or anything, we're on Instagram, Zoe Leadership College. We just got a fun little new makeover on the page. It looks yeah, awesome. Yeah, check it out. 
So yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I love this. Thank you for having me. All right, see you guys. I won't see you guys soon. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys want to find me, I'm just Kinsey Elizabeth on all socials. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I will be back next Thursday with a brand new one. Be sure to subscribe if you guys haven't already, and I will talk to you then.